Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. And are you with us? Can you hear us? What's good? What's good? How y'all doing tonight? We're doing We're good, good, Dan. Thanks so much for joining the show. And let's get right to it, man. I, I love me some MVP chatter, and especially with the John Morant futures ticket in my pocket. It was lovely to see his odds just shrink last night after that 52-point performance. Right now, of course, Embiid leads that race of all guys, and you got Giannis up there as well. Do you still see any value with anybody else on that board? Uh, you can still get Ja 11-1. to one. What, what, what say you about this MVP race? Oh, excuse me, Jokic is ahead of Giannis. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, man. I think the only person besides uh, Embiid that I would probably go with right now is Jokic because, mm. I mean, if you look at all of the advanced analytics – he's doing things that people have that no one's done before. Right. Mm. And if the nuggets can really make that move in the Western conference, you know, possibly get up into that, that three spot, maybe I think there's going to be an argument that Jokic could certainly best Joel Embiid here, especially if, you know, James Harden continues to ball out the way that he is. It should help the Sixers if they win more games, but you know, if the Sixers stay in that third spot, I think we're going to see the voters kind of get a little bit stagnant on Joel Embiid. If he has his duo mate, that's kind of helping him propel that team to get there because Jokic is playing with who? Will Barton? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You don't have to throw back. a stray at my guy, Will the Thrill. That's Baltimore's <laughs> finest. Dan, come on, man. Hey, he's balling, too. You're, he's balling. He's definitely balling. But I'm saying, like, does he have the number two, like, like Joel Embiid now has, right? Like, I think the story for Joel Embiid made a lot of sense before because he was balling with, with you know, Tobias Harris struggling. Yeah. So I really like the way that the uh, that Jokic is kind of sitting there, and who knows, maybe the Bucks make a late a late season run here. We could see Giannis probably get into the mix, but like you said at the top, man, John jo, uh, John uh, ja Morant, the way that he's playing, uh, man, it's crazy how he's how he's still not even close. But uh, man, if Memphis can really t- turn the tide, maybe move up a couple spots in the, in the uh, division in the Western Conference standings. Who's to say he can't get it? See, because I heard you say the Nuggets, if they move up with the Nuggets, are sitting here at 6, 36, and 25. My Grizzlies, they're tied. They're 43 and 20. They're third in the West. What if they overtake the number one seed in the Suns without Chris Paul? What if they come tumbling down? The Warriors have been yeah. a little trash of late. What if what if my Grizzlies yeah. come up and take over the second? Or or what if they just win the West? I'm just throwing it out there. That 12 to 1, come on, it's sitting right there. Please say yes to John Moran is what I'm trying to coerce you into doing so. Yo, you're not wrong because – I think the only thing that's hurting Ja is like how successful the Grizzlies were when he was out for the, mm. with, that, with that injury. But, you know, it's it's a recency bias thing, right? Like yeah. Ja is wowing the, the voters and the fans, the NBA in general, more than any player right now. So there's got to be something that's brewing there. If they can continue to keep this up, um, I think that they, he could certainly make a case. You know, maybe you can get a buyout opportunity or a nice little cash out opportunity there yeah. uh, the way he's picking up steam here. 
That's a great point. Another, the, you mentioned the Nuggets, and like you said, he doesn't really have a co-star right now. It's just him and Will the Thrill and Austin Rivers, uh, Monty Morris, those <laughs> those Bones yeah. Highland. Um, but they Bones are VCU. Bo- yeah, Bones actually is like low key nice. Um, but they are nice. sort of on the rise. Like the fact that they continue to still win despite having nobody, and now you're getting Jamal Murray back at some point. Um, they're, they're teasing it for the beginning or the midway through the, the playoffs. You also get uh, Michael Porter Jr., who probably will come back very so- soon as well. They're teasing that as well. So you've got multiple injuries to the Suns and the Warriors. My question for you is, how much value do you think there is in taking the Nuggets to win the conference at plus 1,400? Oof, that's, that's a steep little climb there. You know, uh, I think that, again, this could be a cash-out opportunity. But, you know, with the the Warriors, they're only at 18 losses here. And you got the the Nuggets. I mean, they're sitting at uh, what we got here, 25. So that's a seven loss gap that they, you can't get back your losses. Right. So they're going to have to make a quite a bit of a jump here. And the Mavericks, you know, they're going to have to overtake them as well. And the Jazz. Now, the Jazz aren't the most exciting team. They continue to get it done in the regular season. Don't really have much faith in them in terms of the postseason. But. Yeah, the Nuggets climb here. It's it's a bit steep. So I mean, in terms of in the it. in the playoffs, yeah. not to come out of the conference oh, versus win. Yeah, and to, to come out of the conference in the West, given all the injuries, not to actually be number yeah, one in the West. That that's interesting. You know, I don't think that this is a runaway by any means for any team in the West because you know the Warriors are going through their injury bouts. We haven't seen Draymond Green in a while, and that's why the Warriors are kind of doing their slide. Clay Thompson's missed several games as of late, and obviously we don't know what Chris Paul is going to look like when he returns. So. There is, I think there is some value there, depending on what Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray look like. Um, I think that this is this slow play ramp up, you know, hopefully we'll see them before the end of the regular season. But, you know, I think that they've been slow playing this with the intention that they're going to be ready to at least get, you know, 20, potentially 30 minutes in the playoffs. And they're already sitting in a good position here where they could get a nice, you know, if they're sitting in that sixth spot, you know, maybe you get the, the Jazz or the Grizzlies. You know, Grizzlies don't have a lot of playoff experience. So, um I think that you could – there is some value there. I think there is. Then uh, let's talk about this 76ers team because I love the pairing of James Harden and Joel Embiid. A lot of people think Harden sucks. He's fat. He's a he's a, he's a bad teammate. I think he was just playing hooky because he wanted to get there anyway, and then you get to Brooklyn, and you're like, okay, well, nobody's playing. Let me get up, up, let me get up out of here. He's now playing with Joel Embiid, the best big man in basketball. How good and how far can this team, like, literally go? I love Maxie. He's been phenomenal. What do you think, like, the real – like, they're plus 340 to win it all. And like you said, the Eastern – like, no no team is like a super powerhouse right now. I love getting the Sixers plus 340. I know they have to figure things out pretty quickly here, and they lost some shooting. They did lose Drummond. But plus 340 on the Sixers, like, who's you have to learn how to guard this team, too. They have a little bit of an advantage because they don't have a lot of tape out there. You're exactly right. And I think you said it exactly the, the best way you probably could have said it. Harden was sandbagging. He noticed what was going on. He wasn't feeling the dynamic with, with Kyrie Irving. You know, there were some rumors that maybe, you know, James Harden was washed. But come on. We've seen this story before. When he's not motivated, he's not going to play. When, when Brooklyn, I mean, they don't have, you know, this whole strip club thing. Like, he wasn't – New York doesn't have what he needs. You go down, <laughs> just hit I-95, 95 miles south, you can get whatever you want. And yeah. now look at him. This man is putting up All triple Philly doubles. Jones. He's making Joel Embiid getting the easiest buckets he's ever gotten in his mm-hmm. career. So, at plus 340, I actually have a I, – I do have a ticket for the Sixers here because I think that there's – it's worth the risk. And from, from my vantage point, it's like it's really going to hinge on Tobias Harris because – 
we've seen Maxi flourish next to him. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of opportunities to be that off the ball guard, use his explosion, and he's playing great defense. But Tobias Harris hasn't really found his shot yet, but he's still solid. If he can just be that spot up shooter, don't put the ball on the ground, bro. We, we don't need you to do that. Not Something at all. we've been talking about all season, he only hits shots when his foot's either on the line or if he's, he's a step <laughs> in front of the line. It's insane. Yeah. And, and what's is. interesting about the Sixers, too, is that they've been really struggling with their shooting outside of Tobias. Korkmaz, I right. saw him Oof. in that game. Oh, oh, my. God. You know what I'm talking about. He looks awful. It's horrible. It's, it's, horrible. it's, t- it's terrible. And you also have Nang, who's been okay. you got Danny Green, who's been okay. Like, it feels like there's there's a not a lot of room for error for this team, especially if the shooters don't end up hitting their shots. I think that's a that's a great, great point because I think that that's what's really going to end up holding, besides the Tobias Harris and how he plays, but I think the bench and the depth is really what's going to hold the Sixers back. They should have done, I'm still waiting for Daryl Morey to do some kind of a move to bolster that wing defense as well as maybe get another backup center behind Paul Millsap. They don't seem to be really committed into their the, the development of their younger players like Paul Reed or, uh, let's say, Jalen Springer. So, you know, they're, they're going to have to be a little bit buyers in the buyout market here to kind of bolster that that depth because, as you said, Moss, he's not it. Um, you know, you're getting minutes out of Shake Milton. Like, mm. this is what we're resorting to. That, that's not a championship bench, um, in my opinion. So they got to figure that out. Dan, before we get you out of here, any plays uh, later tonight? I know we got one game the Lakers take on. Who do they play tonight? Yeah. The Mavs? It's a four-and-a-half-point spread. Do you have a play in that game or anything that you may like, maybe, let's say, tomorrow uh, that you're targeting in the NBA or in college hoops. We're all over college hoops. Man, I can't, man, I have no time to even get into college hoops yet, <laughs> but I, I know once the conference championship starts, I want to be diving right into that. Really excited for March Madness, but yeah, for the, I got a couple plays for tonight's game with the Lakers and the Mavs. Let's go. We're celebrating Luca's. It's the day after Luca's birthday. I know there's been some rumors oh. of, you know, maybe he's he was out in L.A. too much, you know, getting his drink on. But, hey, he's, this man's been drinking since he's 18. He's good. That's true. I see him going <laughs> over two and a half, three-pointers tonight. Mm. I think that's a good play. Um, he's been hitting four over the course of his last 10 games, and he's hit that over, gone over that mark in seven of his last 10. So, like that one. Also, I'm going to take the Lakers under 54 and a half. I think that this is a this is a bit rich for a Lakers team, man, that's averaging 41 points since the All-Star break at home uh, in the first half. Mm. And we've seen the Dallas defense uh, be one of the best Clamps. over the course of the season. They're letting up 52 in the first half, which is the second best in the NBA. So, you know, without LeBron, it's really just LeBron James. Who else is going to score for the Lakers? Have you seen it? Malik Monk or Taylor Horton Tucker? You got DJ Augustine, man. Come on. You didn't get the memo? DJ Augustine <laughs> is going for 40 tonight if he plays. Come on. <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I think that the Dallas team, they're they're definitely going the right direction. Um, the Lakers first half against the spread over the last 10, they're three and seven to the under. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much faith in this squad. And what we saw transpire at the end of the game last game, man, it just doesn't look good for the Lake show. Dan, thank you so much. It always looks good when we have you on the show. You were excellent on your first, your debut. We got to bring you back, especially yeah, with March Madness going sure. down. You got to dive into the March Madness. Get into, yes, hey, yes. here's the rule. I got you, Dan. Towson. Bet. Towson. That's all you have to do is okay. bet Towson. You're going to win a lot of money. They're going to be dogs. I got right, you back. More. I like it. Come I like on. It. Come on. I was born there. You got to keep it close. <laughs> Dan Titus of the Action Network just joined us. When we come back, we finish the hour strong. Quinn Mayo and Trista Crick bet MGM tonight. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.